I just got sucked down some ridiculous rabbit hole on Twitter about Cat Dealey and realised that I thought Cat Dealey was Cat Slater and Cat Slater is not a real person, she's a fictional soap opera character played by Jessie Wallace. Um, I'm not really sure how enlightening that was for anybody including myself but there we go. So um, yeah, it's the golden edition, number 50, Mr Burt Pods. Yeah, but it is quite remarkable that I've managed to get to 50 episodes. So that's another two episodes and we're on to a full year of them. Um, I had, um, well, actually, it's a bit, ooh, the neighbour's back. Look, it's looking very shifty. That's just, they're looking very shifty. It's just typical uh, that uh, they look up and down the street before getting into the car as if they're going to be mugged. Or could it be that they're just being nosy as to what's going on in the street? I will leave you listeners to decide which. Seatbelt on. And off he goes. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's not the 50th anniversary. It's just the 50th edition, golden edition. And to celebrate, a very dear friend sent me a through the letterbox cookie with a card saying, many congrats on your golden anniversary. Maybe it's a golden anniversary. Mr. Burt Pods with love. So, no one else bothered, but um, there we go. At least one person remembered. Uh, and it's been actually a week of podcast uh, stepping stones, but we won't mention the other one. Um, so, the big news this week is I've just booked a haircut. Um, we did get an invite to... Uh, see some friends in their garden next Saturday, uh, which I thought was very generous and kind until it became clear that the main purpose of our visit is so that they can see our hair. Uh, My hair is uh, luscious at the moment. Uh, I have to comb it every half an hour because it's uh, the only way I can keep it under any sort of vague control. Um, I was having about thinking about having, having the grey dyed back out of it because I'm a bit fed up with my grey at the moment, but um, I don't think a world's too expensive. So, um, yeah, so there's a haircut in on the 27th of April. Be there or be square, as they say. I never understood that phrase, ever. What's What's got being square got to do with being there? And I always think that being square means being very conservative. So, um, where are we with life? It's been quite a quiet week, actually. Uh, somebody called Darren obviously realised how annoyed I was and has been tiptoeing around me all week, not annoying me, although it did annoy me this morning. But uh, other than that, he's been quite quiet. I do wonder why uh, people go around with cameras. I'm talking about cyclists and motorcyclists on their helmets because I do think uh, if you ride badly and a lot of cyclists do uh it's just going to prove how badly you ride so i don't quite see the point of those anyway um so yes so it has been actually quite a quiet week uh the weather on thursday was boiling hot and there were people sunbathing in ali pali and three four days later bank holiday monday i'm running in the snow uh i think i mentioned i got knocked off the um local hero, whatever it was called, uh, uh, accolade I got from 
the app I use. I did look at the person that knocked me off, uh, and they do a lot more running than me, and they run a lot faster than me, and they run a lot further than me, but apparently I'd still done more segments than they had. I'm not quite sure what a segment is, actually, but I do lots of segments anyway, according to my app. So uh, the leg got better gradually over the week, and um, I wish I hadn't bothered mentioning it to the yoga teacher this morning because she just went on and on about it all the way through. The, she made me sound like some sort of precious child. Um, she kept mentioning it all the time. And then she got really chatty. I was absolutely bursting for the toilet at the end of it. I am trying to drink more at the moment, so I'm trying to drink about one and a half pints of water. Uh, and I realised that I spent my life being severely dehydrated. Um, because I think I'm now drinking a normal amount of water, judging by the way things are going in and out of my body, which is slightly worrying. But anyway, we're putting that right. Um, yeah, so I was bursting to the toilet at the end of yoga, as I always am, uh, and then she was chatting. She decided to start chatting to me because, stupidly, I didn't notice everybody else had left the meeting and I was the only one left on, so she started chatting uh, about my uh, pulled muscle, which is practically better and I had nothing to say about it anyway uh, she read a poem but other than that um, I can never concentrate on the poems anyway because I'm just uh, always bursting for the toilet at that point um, other than that apart from the bind which I still I still it sort of involves sitting on the floor with your one leg straight out in front of you the other knee pulled up and then you sort of have to put uh, I don't even know what you have to do. You have to sort of get, if you've got your left knee up, you have to get your right hand around your left knee uh, and then put your left hand behind your back. I don't, I don't know what it's following me. And then you're supposed to join up your two hands behind your back. I can't even get my, I mean, my arm just goes straight ahead, let alone round round my knee, let alone to my back, I don't know, she's supposed to be level one, I think she's doing level four sometimes, uh, but she's very nice, um, <clears throat> so, um, so, um, I'm really pleased to say I haven't put any weight on during lockdown, I've managed to keep a steady weight since, um, February 2020, I did put on a pair of, uh, I thought I would put a pair of colourful, no, but I just thought I'd put some colourful clothes on yesterday because it was Easter Monday, Sunday, and I thought um, it was sunny. I thought, well, you know what, I will just jolly the world up because I was going to go out for a walk. Um, my shirt was quite tight-fitting, and um, it was my party shirt, actually, and the button popped off my trousers, my waist button. So... Um, I did manage to keep them on with a belt, so I don't I don't actually know what the problem was with that. Um, so yes, talking of food, I've got lots of. So yes, I did have some very successful. Uh, there was a crisis about the hot cross buns. Um, they weren't very round. They were sort of more like block cakes, uh, or rustic, as a friend of mine, Mr. And Mrs. Wilson down the road, actually, rustic as uh, they described them which I think was a euphemism for they look really homemade and not professional, but in a, meant in a nice way. So um, I went with Rustic, 
and um, I didn't know they weren't white inside. They were they looked sort of like wholemeal, but I think that was because I put cinnamon in them. So maybe the dough just needed to be a bit wetter, and I could have got rounder ones. And then I battled yet again. I battled more easily this time with cross on top, which apparently, though I don't remember, my crosses last year tasted like uh, had the texture of concrete, as I was told. Um, apparently they were good this year but i spent a lot of time faffing around trying to get them on and um they the, the color just merged with the rest of the top of the bun so you couldn't see the crosses at all but i was very grateful to mr mr wilson again for um lending me a piper pipe and you know an icing pipe thing because last year i only got the ending of the hippie family i only got the pipe itself and i then tried to make the bag with um some form of paper and it was a complete disaster so um we need to get the hippie family mentioned because they've made a herculean effort to catch up uh i think spent 24 7 listening to the podcast and i think they've actually now because because quite frankly slagging them off every week was just becoming a waste of time because they weren't listening to it um and i've got nothing to say about them this week actually i don't know where they are i haven't seen much of them um yeah, so it's lovely. Yeah, so what? Anyway, what was what? Yeah, so that. Yeah, no. So yes, well, the hot cross buns were very successful, very very nice. Uh, somebody went and bought some shop ones just in case. Uh, the ones that they nagged me for weeks into making didn't taste good, but apparently the shop bought ones, which cost about uh ten pounds fifty each, it being Muswell Hill, uh, they tasted like Slimsia which uh, anyone of a certain generation will remember was the Up, Up and Away balloon advert because Slimsia was such a light bread uh, you could get in a balloon and uh, you wouldn't be heavy enough to keep the balloon on the ground. Uh, so uh, it was also, I seem to remember, basically a lot of air and very little bread and they were quite small slices. So... Um, that all went very well and i did make some very nice cookies which i haven't finished eating yet uh, and i have promised a lemon drizzle cake for next saturday's outing even if it's just to have my hair mocked uh, oh yeah my hair was also described by someone uh, as oh the back of my hair looks like a wired haired terrier which of course does a lot for your self-esteem quite well aware that my hair looks absolutely dreadful at the moment i don't need to be told um i've also got into that childhood habit of twiddling it because it's now so long well i'm saying it's just i mean it's not rapunzel but for me it's so long i actually can twiddle it into little curls now and i've got into a really bad habit of doing that i used to do it as a child um so i haven't got much more to say actually it's been a very quiet week i did the baking um went for a very long walk yesterday now managed to do that right because often when we go for a very long walk um it's only halfway through the walk that i become aware that it's going to be a very long walk uh, by which time i'm usually hot cold or very hungry and from the point that i realize it's going to be a very long walk my mood deteriorates steadily so by the time we get home uh, i'm usually shouting so this very long walk which was just supposed to be over to waterloo park in highgate which isn't that far away i realized um when we still weren't there at an hour and 10 minutes of walking 
Probably takes about 45 minutes of that to walk there. Somebody's just running backwards and forwards like a maniac. I don't know what they're doing. Um, it's very annoying, actually, because the builders who are there at the moment, they've parked their vans all over the place, and I can't see half the people walking up and down the road because the vans are so big. And also the blossom on the trees blocking my view, but I'm not complaining about that because it's particularly lovely at the moment. So, um, so we eventually got to Highgate and I made a suggestion that maybe we could have something to eat as uh, we'd set up at 12 o'clock and it was then 2 o'clock and we did have something to eat and I got back in a very much better mood at 4 o'clock so that was a four hour walk no three and a half hour walk um, but it was very nice and actually it was nice going so I was in a dreadful mood on Saturday awful mood I don't I just get these really awful mood days I'm sure we all do uh, I can't really put my finger on it. I think it's just lockdown just gets to me every now and then. And I felt a bit trapped and tired and it was just like yet another walk around Ali Pali. Much as I love Ali Pali, we just don't go anywhere else. So actually walking over to Highgate on Easter Sunday was really lovely. Just It was just nice to be somewhere else. I'm really desperate just to get on a train and go for long distances at the moment. I really want to go on the Orient Express. I saw it in the film last night. That was quite a good film actually. It was called Murder Mystery with... Uh, Jennifer Anderson and Adam Sandler, and it was very entertaining. It was a really good cast, actually. I'm a big fan of Jennifer Anderson. I never watch Friends. I think she does really good films. Uh, and then uh, we watched another good film. What was the other good film? Oh, yes, it was uh, Angelina Jolie in a film called uh, Rust. No, it wasn't called that. Can't remember what it was called. Anyway, she was apparently the part was written for Tom Cruise apparently originally, and then she took it over, and it was a spy thriller, which I figured it's not called Rust, uh, but it was made about ten years ago, and there was meant to be a follow-up to it, and it's never happened, which is a shame because I really enjoyed it. It's directed by Philip Noyce, I can remember that, and um, yeah, so. Uh, Finished my play. Um, it's very quiet down the road today. Uh, and the sun is shining, but it really was snowing this morning when I was running. Uh, finished my play as far as I can, I think, and I'll probably twiddle around with that before I send it off because there's a competition deadline at the end of April. I am looking at the floor in this room thinking, my God, it needs vacuuming or brushing. Because there is the trouble is when you spend your life in lockdown eating meals on the settee, uh, it's just, just food everywhere on the floor. It's just it's quite embarrassing, frankly. It really needs good sweeps. That's my next job. Um, my other next clean job is, um, is dusting the bedroom, which has about uh, six inches layer of dust over it. Uh, there isn't loads of dust on the um, covers that fell down in the kitchen and there never has been so I think the only way that Darren knows that there's dust in this house is because he was poking around the bedroom less said about that the better um, but oh I know that I, actually yoga was a bit traumatic this morning because um, I looked up at one point and there was a magpie staring at me through the from the window ledge uh, by the fat block and then there was another magpie on a telephone line, sort of at the top of the window, looking down at me. Um, and it was actually very um, unsettling. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, I, it's typical. I put food out for the birds 
thinking, you know, you see spring watch and you get these, so, you know, you put your bird food out and you get this wide variety and these, you know, birds that have flown a million miles to get here and this, that and the other. And all I've got is blooming magpies, two magpies. It's probably the same ones. Um, and then invisible birds that feed sometime between quarter to six and half past eight in the morning on the mealworms that I never see. Mind you, it's probably the magpies as well. So um, if there ever needs to be a magpie preservation trust, I'll be setting that up. I don't think they're that rare, are they? Um, <clears throat> I was sent a video of newly born kittens um, the other day, and I actually got a desperate urge to get a kitten. I don't actually want a kitten. I really want a cat, but I don't really want a kitten. But they were so gorgeous. Uh, but unfortunately, the mother's semi-feral. She's three, um, and I don't think we'll make a good pet. Um, I'm also, I've started reading book number two since lockdown. Well, no, that's not true. It's the third book I've read since lockdown because I've read, um, I read The Mysterious Affair at Styles back to Christie. I read Sally Bailey's No Boys Play Here, um, which is starting to take off, it has to be said. And, um, that's the sequel to Girl with Dove, which I'm still redrafting a play of. And, um, oh yes, Italian listener, uh, Girl with Dove's just been translated into Italian and is being published, I think, this weekend. Uh, I must tell you about that in more detail. And then I've just started Andrew Cotter's Olive, Mabel and Me, because Olive and Mabel were and have been one of the things that truly got me through lockdown. And the book's lovely. It's, um, it's not so much about Olive and Mabel, but it's really about, uh, I don't know, people, if you don't know who Olive and Mabel are, Andrew Cotter is a sports commentator with a rather lovely Scottish voice and basically found himself with no work in lockdown because obviously all sports stopped. <clears throat> he did a off-the-cuff video of his two Labradors eating with a sports commentary <clears throat> and he put it on Twitter and... He basically became a worldwide celebrity through it, with literally millions and millions of people watching. Um, and the beginning is about, I mean, I'm, I'm not that funny. It's actually actual people walking along the road. They've just been to Tesco. Um, <clears throat> we don't go to Tesco. Um, I see, I was commenting to a friend that we went through Highgate yesterday, and Highgate used to be, it used to be, have really quirky, shops um independent shops i mean expensive ones because it was highgate but really sort of genuine interesting shops and um since tesco opened there one of those mini ones that always cost more than the big ones it's just gone all shishi frou-frou now and uh, i don't like highgate anymore i used to live there it was really nice um what's that man doing Wandering around all over the place. It looks suspicious. I'm sure he needs gloves on. It's not that cold outside. Um, makes it look even more suspicious. Anyway, so um, I've completely lost my track of thought. Oh yes, Oliver Mabel. So um, the beginning of the book is really about how the whole thing took off and how Twitter took over his life and how sort of torn he was between keeping it going. Um, and because he doesn't exploit the dogs in any way. He said he's had absolutely masses of offers for money and he hasn't taken any of them up. Um, he's got real integrity because he 
just loves his dog so much he's not going to exploit them. But basically all the Twitter Instagram videos of the dogs doing, as he says, dogs being dogs. But he puts a sports commentary um, commentator thing over them. And he has actually started interfering a little bit and making uh, things happen that it looks like the dogs are doing and obviously they're not. They, Every one of them has had me crying with laughter. I absolutely love them. So, um, and it's a lovely book. And he... He's actually got it published by Scotland's leading independent publisher, so it's not even a big cash-in book, and it's a properly written book. Um, he writes beautifully, he writes really well, and you can really hear his voice come through. So if anybody wants a nice book to read, I thoroughly recommend Olive Mabel and Me by Andrew Cotter, because it does actually also delve into the whole weirdness of um, lockdown. Because um, it has been a bit of an odd year. <clears throat> so... Well, there is no sort of fireworks or anything, but I have reached 50, and I'm very proud. <clears throat> Albeit that I'm clearing my throat constantly all the way through it. Um, yeah, the builders are quiet. Um, although I had was chatting to the neighbour on the doorstep, and they were saying um, pretty much what I've been saying, as how little the bands seem to be coming and going, so they've obviously sitting in and their window looking at the goings-on of uh, this road. Uh, there was a comment actually in the house this morning that uh, all I do is sit in the window and Twitter on for uh, a certain amount of time. Uh, I don't know where that's come from, but there is a lot of crafting that goes into this podcast. Um, I have to say, that's all I could say about it really. So, um, I suppose 52 is going to be a weird one because that will be a full year of uh, weekly podcasts and um, I'm a bit tired today actually. I think that three and a half hour walk yesterday was a bit much um, but it was good exercise. Uh, I think there was something else I was going to say and I completely can't remember. So um, for those of you who have been with me for the past 50 episodes, I can't really thank you enough. Uh, for those of you who bought me cookies, you, of course, are my favourite listener. And uh, for those of you who may have joined since, I can't imagine what I ought to re-listen to some of the first ones because I know the audio quality was terrible. Um, what was I talking about right at the beginning? I ought to listen to a few and do a best of. No, I'm not doing a best of. So um, I'm going to get on with editing this. Thank you, all of you, for all your support because I know... Uh, uh, without meaning to be big-headed, I know um, people do really love this podcast. I don't really know why, other than I seem to have a soothing voice. Um, maybe people don't listen to it. Maybe my soothing voice just sort of has this hypnotic wallpaper effect, as uh, they do other things. Uh, yeah, well, thank you all for listening and all your support, and I shall be carrying on with uh, episode 51 next week. And in the meantime, um, thank you for listening. <laughs>